Hi there. Welcome to the Purpose Preacher Podcast. My name is Dr. Samuel Ekondaya, the Purpose Preacher. This podcast is geared towards helping you discover your life's purpose so you can maximize your potential. Come with me and let's get to the next episode. Last week, we started this series on greatness, God's way. The key to greatness, God's way. And we really emphasized on the topic of service. I talked about how service is extremely key and germane to greatness. That it's impossible to be great without wanting to serve. All right. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I can see that people are joining. Um, so last week we talked about three questions you've got to ask when it comes to service. If you want to be great, you've got to ask those three questions. Whom are you going to serve? Who are you called to serve? Where will you serve? And with what? All right. Will you serve? All right. So these are three key questions that you must be asking if you want to be great. And then we ended last week's session talking about why you should not seek success. You shouldn't be seeking, you know, success and pursuing success. Instead, you should seek to become a person of value. And the key way to becoming a person of value is to serve with what you have, is to serve where you are, is to serve people. So today we're going to be continuing. I'll be sharing with you uh, two core things. Uh, number one, seven core principles of greatness principles that wherever you are whether you are in africa or you are in oceania or you are in europe these principles of greatness will guarantee that you will become great number two i would also be sharing with you 12 ways to serve your way to greatness 12 key ways to serve your way to greatness those are the two core things i'll be sharing with you today i missed a few other things so let's jump right in let's pray father we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word we give you praise because every opportunity to hear your word is a life-changing opportunity Father, we ask that today that you will speak to us, you would help us such that we will not just be hearers alone, we will be doers of your word. Let us receive a word today that will give us clarity and direction. We give you praise and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen and amen. All right, once again, we're going to be talking about um, seven, your way to greatness or greatness, God's way. And two core things that I'll be talking about today, principles of greatness and 12 ways to serve your way to greatness. Okay. Um, last week we ended with do not seek success or do not seek to become great. So to speak instead seek to serve. A very core principle that I believe that will bless you. We started with the story of the mother, the, 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 the mother of the Zebedee boys who went to Jesus and said, Ah, let my son be great. Let one of them sit on your left, the other one sit on your right, and so on and so forth. And Jesus did not rebuke that desire for them to be great. Instead, he told them that if they are going to be great, they will have to be the ones to serve. A very powerful principle. All right. Then I want to quickly go into the seven principles of greatness if you cannot find any of this in your life right now you have a lot of work to do if you're going to be great but if you have some of them in your life then it means that you're on your way to greatness let's quickly look at this seven core principle of principles of greatness god's way number one of them is obedience obedience no one that wants to be great will be a disobedient human being or a disobedient child of God. If you want to be great, because God is the one that will provide you with the instructions, you know, the guidance to greatness. You cannot now be a stubborn child and be great at the same time. It's impossible. It's like that child that is always disobedient and stubborn 
do you think that child can ever amount to anything or great unless that child repents obviously so obedience is at the very core of greatness and what does obedience really mean obedience means submitting yourself to the authority of another submitting yourself to the authority of god the bible says in job chapter 36 verse 11 he said if they obey and serve him they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure if they obey and serve him so obedience and service they go hand in hand anywhere you see service you will see obedience. If you see obedience, if you see service and you don't see obedience, that person is serving themselves. They are serving on their own. They are doing their own thing. And you know there are some people, so many people like that who are just doing their own thing. They are serving by themselves. They are, they are, they are, they are the only authority in their own lives. They don't have anyone that they are submitted to. They don't have anyone that they are obeying, that they are listening to. Are you obedient? If you are not obedient, if you are a stubborn child of God, if you are that kind of person that no one can ever tell you what to do and you will do it, excuse me, you are denying yourself greatness. Because obedience is a principle for greatness. Principle means you cannot shake it. You know, it, it is the same whether you are in Africa or you are in Oceania or you are in Nigeria. <laughs> obedience is a principle towards greatness. So check your life. So these are parameters to check our lives with. Are you obedient? Are you an obedient child of God? Are you doing the things that God has asked you to do? What he asked you to do in 2020, and now we're in 2023, have you done it? Are you working on it? Are you on it? You know, uh, I was speaking to one of my friends today. We're talking about something that God has laid on our heart. You know, and she said she's, she was praying to God, and she said uh, she was talking to God and said, Father, this is this next door that I want you to open to me. And God told her that the one I asked you to do in March, have you done it? <laughs> She said immediately she repented. Because listen, when it comes to being great in the sight of God, you've got to be that person that obeys God to the letter. You must be that person that obeys God to the letter. Even when it's not palatable, you obey. Number two, number two principle is diligence. Diligence means hard work. I've never seen someone with the heart of a servant that is not hardworking. You must be someone who is hardworking. You must be that kind of person that you take initiative where work is concerned. You are not the kind of person that you put play first, put pleasure first, and put leisure first, and you expect that you're going to be great. No, 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 no. Hard work is extremely crucial to greatness. It's a principle. You cannot remove hard work from your journey of greatness and expect to arrive at the destination. It's not possible. Let me say that again. You cannot remove hard work on the journey of greatness and expect to reach its destination. It's not possible. All road that leads to greatness have hard work in them. <laughs> All road that leads to greatness have hard work in them. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, it says, Seest thou a man, a man that is diligent in his work, that man will stand before kings and not mean men. This is so important. If you are going to be great, you must be committed to hard work. You must be a diligent. C.S. Dow. It is diligence that makes people to see you. That makes people to see that you have something. You have a gift. Like, like David. I've always wondered. This guy was in the wilderness, right? Where maybe there are very few people in the wilderness. 
But inside that wilderness, he was tending his father's sheep. He was playing the harp whenever, you know, maybe when the sheep are eating or something, he'll be playing the harp, he'll be enjoying himself, he'll be playing music and just working hard and diligently serving. Nobody was there, but he was serving. How do we even know that this guy was diligent? In fact, the Bible recorded that when he was going to the field, when he was asked to take lunch to, to his brothers, all right, which is also another service, he actually had to find someone to help him look after the sheep. Look at, look at, look at that sense of diligence. Whereas some people say, this sheep that, that no one really even cares about anyway, um, you know, it's Kuku the same father that asked me to go and do something. So let's just leave the sheep. It's okay if they die. No, he found somebody else to, 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 to tend the sheep while he's away. That is diligence. That's diligence. Number three, you must be a learner. You must be a, a learner, a student. Greatness does not come by, by being comfortable with what you know. You must be a student of life, a student of the word of God, a student of, of, of God himself. You must want to know more about God. You must want to know more about life. You must want to know more about his purpose. You must want to develop mastery. Hello? That's one of the things that you cannot separate from the journey of greatness learning you must be a student are you a student are you passionate about learning the bible says study to show paul was talking to timothy he says study to show yourself approved a workman that is not ashamed that can rightly divide the word of truth anywhere you are make sure you put in hard work into study the Bible talks about Daniel. That Daniel, after he had studied the books, he understood by books. <laughs> he understood by books. If you, if you want to be great, and you say, ah, Dr. Sam, me, I don't like to study. Me, study is just not my thing. Ah, <laughs> It's like you're saying, greatness is not your thing. <laughs> That's literally what you're saying. But if greatness is going to be your thing, you've got to be an active student. Active student of God's word. Active student of the ways of God. Active student of the principles of God. Active student of the principles of God. Non-negotiable principles of God. That's, that's your key way to greatness. Like I said the other time about Daniel, he understood by books how long it was left for them. And then because of that, he was able to do some things. He was able to pray in advance. In fact, I was reading the book of Nehemiah the other day too. Nehemiah too also understood by books some things for him to be able to make some decisions and enter into his calling what are you studying give yourself to study that's what the bible says what are you studying you must be a student greatness requires that you are a committed learner because it is people who 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 are committed learners that go from from knowledge to understanding and from understanding to wisdom See, it's impossible to understand what you don't know. <laughs> so if you are not a learner, you will lack understanding in life. Also, it's impossible to apply what you don't know or what you don't understand. So everything begins with knowledge. And it is the things you apply that helps you to become great. It is the things you do that helps you to become great. So if you don't know, you cannot do. You can only do as much as you know. <laughs> so you are limited by what you don't know. <laughs> you know, some people say, what you don't know and does not kill you. Or something like, oh, there's, there's a way some people, it's a, it's a lie. What you don't know can ruin, <laughs> can ruin you. It can kill you. I remember when I was much younger. You know all this curiosity when you were young, right? I, was, I can't remember how old I was. 
you know, my parents had told me never to go around the switch, you know, all those switch around the wall and all of that. For some weird reason, I don't know what I was doing. I went to go and put a, 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 um, a, a metal anger, you know, those, one of those anger that is made by metal. I went to go and dip it into a socket. <laughs> it was God that delivered me that day. I just found, you know, I was on the floor while I was doing that. And the next thing I found myself on the couch. <laughs> that couch was like, I don't know how many meters from the, I, I just, that thing catapulted me. It was the message of God that I catapulted. I could have died that day. Pop plugged something into the socket. That was, the, that was the day I, I let my force. You know, there are some things that they tell you that you, you, you always want to try it by yourself. <laughs> May God have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Learning is very key. You must be a committed learner. You must be a student of the word of God, a student of life. Number four principle of greatness is availability. If you're going to serve, you must be available. Last week, I was telling you how, by the grace of God, I have been uh, a waiter in restaurants a few times in my life. And one of the core things I learned about being a waiter is being present, being available. You are the sort of person that could easily say, when, when, when God is looking for someone to send, you are the first person to respond. Yes, you are the first person to respond. When God is saying, whom shall I send? Just like you said in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 18. Whom shall I send? Who shall I go? And you are there. I say, Here I am. Send me. Because guess what? In every generation, God is always looking for someone to serve. God, God is always trying to invite people into greatness. Absolutely. Do you not remember that parable that Jesus told about how he was sending servants out to the streets at, in every, almost every three hours or so, you know, at nine o'clock, at twelve o'clock, at, uh, at, 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 at three o'clock, at six o'clock, even up until the eleventh hour, looking for people to serve. God is always looking for people to serve and you must be available to be able to plug in into what God is doing in our generation. Everything God is trying to do with you to make you great will come through a call, a calling, an inspiration, an idea, a vision, and you must be available. You must be available. You know, there are some people that are always, they are never available. And in their own mind, they think they are smart. <laughs> when they are looking for someone that will do work, or, or you know, they, they, they will say, I escaped. I, I saw when, I saw when pastor, when pastor was looking for someone who was going to help me, I just escaped. <laughs> and they will laugh. <laughs> they don't know that they are escaping their destiny. They're escaping their destiny because greatness is spelled in another, another spelling of greatness is responsibility. So if you're always not available to be, you know, for responsibilities, ah, excuse me, you will never be great. It's not a curse. You must be available. When God is looking for whom to send, are you available? That's why I always say that availability is almost better than ability. The fact that you have ability, but you are never available, it's, it's almost akin to, to uselessness. <laughs> Sincerely, you have the ability, you are strong, you are powerful, but you are never available. What is the use of your strength? If you are going to be great, you must be available. These things that I'm sharing with you, they are universal everywhere. There's a man called Ananias. You know, when, 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 when Saul was converted to Paul, all right, and God called, let, let's read that, Acts, Acts chapter 9 verse 10. The Bible says, now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. You know, because uh, Saul was converted in Damascus. I said, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. And the following instruction was, there is a man called this, you know, um, he, you know, he's seated here, he's waiting for you. Go, and, and the guy went and look at us today talking about Paul. 
Are you available? Can God count on you? Can you be trusted with responsibilities? Or are you so irresponsible? Do you know the meaning of responsible or responsibility? Is response plus ability. That you are always there to respond with your ability. Irresponsibility is when you, you are never there to respond anyway. So even though you have ability, may God have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Are you going to be that person in our generation that we say to God, Here I am, send me. Wherever you are, wherever is your location, here I am, send me. That you will not be that, that, that um, um, servant with the one talent. You know, who, who had all forms of excuses. Eh, I know that you're a master. Who live where you don't sow? All those nonsense. <laughs> what has that got to do with <laughs> investing your talent for God's sake? <laughs> all right. Number five. Number five principle is the principle of giving. <laughs> Listen to this. Service is an invitation to partner with God in your generation. And one of the things that makes you to not be a consumer in life is giving. Givers are contributors, not consumers. We're not necessarily consumers. All of us consume. The default of every man is consumerism, is consummation. Which, you know, the default is consume. But people who set themselves apart are people who are contributors. And your value is not based on consummation. It is based on contribution. Your value in life increases by the level of your contribution. If you are not contributing anything to life, if you are not giving, if there is nothing you are parting with every single day, you will never be great. It is not a curse. If you are the kind of person that you are just, you are left to your default of receiving and taking and taking. You are, whenever, whenever they say they want to give, you are the first person to be there. Ah, uh, want to give uh, free free chocolate, you are the first person to be there. Free this, you are the first person to be there. But would they find you where it is time for you to give? Will you ever be there? What have you sacrificed Because greatness doesn't come to people who just take and receive. You've got to be given, given, given. The Bible says there is a man that gives and has more. <laughs> Another man keeps back what he has and only become poor. Substitute poor there for destitution. Destitute. Poverty is when you are, when you don't have anything to give. <laughs> That's poverty. Even thieves will not come to your house. <laughs> you must have something to give. It's a core principle. If you are going to be great, you must be a giver. Somebody there must be a giver. Must be a giver. Number six, principle of humility. It's impossible to have a servant heart if you are not humble. If you are always egoistic, if you are always proud, you know, um, you can never be great. The Bible says that God resists the proud from afar. From afar. In other words, a proud person cannot even come close to God. That's why the devil was sent down from, from, from heaven down. Because God cannot, God cannot stand pride. He can't stand ego. You know, there's some people that they just, that's why they will never serve, they will never give, they will never be accountable. They, will, they, are, never, they are never available because they are proud. Everything's about themselves. Do you know one of God's goal in life is to kill self inside of us? Yeah. 
one of the things God uses to kill self is relationships. There are some relationships that will be, God is just using those relationships to deal with you, to remove some things. That relationship will be tough. Some people, God, God is using your marriage to kill you, to, to kill yourself, the self inside of you, the flesh inside of you. So that, you, so that pride dies completely. If you are listening to this and you have any element of pride, say, Father, kill my pride so I can be great in life. So I can be great in life. Kill every element of self so I can be great in life. Let your let yourself, your flesh be crucified with Christ. The Bible says I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And I don't live because of myself. And I live by the life that Christ gave me. Amen. Number seven, last, last one I'll be talking about today, is the principle of dedication. Focus dedication. I can't. Are you, are you one of those people that is tossed around by the waves of the sea? That you are here today, there tomorrow. You can never be great. It's not a curse. What, what, where is your dedication? The Bible says no man can serve two masters. You know, you either hate one or love the other. The, all these things about some people, some people dignify or, you know, uh, um, themselves in, in being able to pursue them. If you pursue two rats or two rabbits, there's a likelihood you will not catch any of them. Two at the same time. If the, the, you, but if you take them one by one, there's a likelihood you catch both. At least you will catch one. Dedication. Focus. Devotion. Let let you let people be able to mention your name and mention what you are devoted and dedicated to. In your in your work with God as well, be dedicated, be devoted. Don't just be the Bible says the double-minded man is unstable in his ways. He said, Let not that man think that he will get anything from God. Even God will not give something to someone who is not dedicated and devoted. Are you serving God? How dedicated are you to the service of God? How dedicated are you in your church where you are planted? How dedicated are you, or are you that kind of person that you don't want to be even known by? You know, you don't want to be known as a member of that church. You just go there, you know. You know those people. They go, they go thirty minutes to closing, <laughs> and as soon as they close, they feel the boss will run away. <laughs> and in their own mind, they are smart. They are sharp. They say, ah, if I go and commit myself now, the next thing they say I should come and serve in the ushering department. I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not in, I'm not in this country to come and serve, uh, you know, to come and, you know, I'm in this country to come and rest. You know, we did all of that in my country in, back home. But in this country, I just want to come and rest and relax. <laughs> May God have mercy on you in Jesus' mighty name. Let me tell you a very good example where you find, you know, all of these principles in one. David. David was told one day to take lunch to his brothers. And those brothers were in the field. Excuse me. All of these principles that we've shared, you see, obedience. David could have said, why me? <laughs> you know, and refused to go that day. He was obedient. Diligence. I already explained how, even despite the fact that, you know, the sheep that he was looking after, you could almost say that they were just, they were just using him to, to, they wanted to even kill him, in my own opinion. He still left someone to look after the sheep while he goes to deliver lunch. Also, a student, a learner, he went to go and ask, what will be given to the person who killed this guy? 
you know, and he studied the whole, the whole, everything around that scenario. He studied everything. Availability, he was available. He, he went to go and, he, he suggested that they go and tell the king. He said, the king, don't worry, I will, I will deal with this guy for you. Even though they thought he was a small boy. A giver. Someone who, who is not thinking about himself. Ah, he told that guy, he told Goliath, he said, you, you are defiling the armies of Israel. He said, today I will feed your head. He wasn't thinking about his own personal life. Humility. He was humble. Humble to the court to come to go and deliver lunch. Whereas this guy was a great warrior. <laughs> and he was dedicated. He didn't come in his own name. He came in the name of the Lord. And guess what? God proved himself in his life. Joseph was another example. We can look at the life of Joseph. And you will see all of this principle there. All of this. Daniel, you will see all of these principles there. Anyone who's going to be great and your name will be recorded in history, especially in the history of the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about the history of the world. History of the kingdom of God. In the account of God, when greatness is being recorded and greatness is being discussed, your name will be mentioned. All of these principles must be in your life. Now, quickly, let me, go, let me, let me share with you 12 ways to serve your way to greatness. And then we'll end. 12 ways to serve your way to greatness. And I want to end with, in case I forget, remind me in the comments. I want to end with this beautiful, beautiful sort of, sort of poetry by John Wesley. And, you know, later I will end with that. But let me quickly share with you 12 ways to serve your way to greatness. Number one, serve sacrificially. Serve sacrificially out of love. Not looking to get anything in return. You are just doing your own, you know, for God, yeah, Colossians chapter 3, verse, 20, verse 23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not as unto man. Sacrifice, do you know the word sacrifice means that you are letting go of something for another? Sacrifice your time, sacrifice your money, sacrifice your energy, sacrifice your talent, sacrifice your gift, serve sacrificially. Even Jesus gave his life for us, as the Bible says, He gave his life as a ransom for many. So, we too must do the same. You know, when I was looking at sacrifice the other day, I was studying sacrifice and I looked at the story of Jacob when he was going to marry Rachel. Hey, that's massive sacrifice. He gave seven years of his life and he still did not get the, the, the lady he was in love with. And he had to do another seven years, 14 years to marry that lady. Wow. Talk about sacrifice. Number two, serve wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Not half. Do you know the reason why some people will never be great? It's because their service is never wholehearted. It's always halfway. Halfway here, halfway there. They never give 100%. Like we're talking about the principle of dedication the other time. Mm -mm -mm. Let, let it be named with you that you always serve wholeheartedly. You serve devotedly. With dedication. With dedication. Like Esther. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. That's dedication. That's wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. I'm not here to play. <laughs> you know, the woman with the alabaster box, the Bible says she poured all the oil. Ah, one disciple said, eh? <laughs> Master, this oil that this man is pouring, <laughs> we keep some. <laughs> you know, but the woman gave her all. That, what about that woman too? The, 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 the poor, you know, the poor widow who gave her widow's might. Jesus said she has, the, she's the one that has given the greatest. Of all these people. Wow. Wow. Somebody say wow. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Number three. Serve faithfully. Faithfully. 
the reward, the, the statement the master made when it regards to, 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 with regards to those servants who traded well with their talent was explicitly, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Serve faithfully. God is always looking for faithful servants. Serve faithfully. Number four, serve with joy and without grumbling. I was studying the book of Nehemiah some time ago and I saw something about Nehemiah. The Bible says that he's been serving the king for many years and he had never been sad in front of the king. Ah, <laughs> that's massive. That someone has been serving every day, every single day before the king, every day because it was a, it was a, a king's cup bearer. So it was seeing the king every day. King, cup bearers are people who, uh, uh, um, you know, when, whenever they give uh, the king something to drink or something to eat or something like that, they have to drink it first just in case, you know, it's poisonous to the, to the king and the king, you know, would, would not get killed. So, you know, that was, imagine, maybe there was even something bitter or something that was not of great taste. The Bible says Nehemiah was never sad in front of the king. Never. Somebody say never. <laughs> never sad. Never. In other words, he served the king with joy. With joy. Without never grumbling. Never complaining. Number five. He served consistently. Consistently. Serve consistently. Let us, you know, we, when we see you here today, we see you there tomorrow. We see you there the next day. You are there consistently. You know, the problem of our world, why many people will never be great, is simply because they are never consistent. They are never, ever consistent. You see them here today, you don't see them again tomorrow. You must be consistent. Serve consistently. One of the things that made Daniel great was the Bible says he was always praying at certain times of the day. In fact, even his enemies knew <laughs> that, ah, come watch me. Daniel is always there praying. So guess what they did? <laughs> they, they ambushed him. But in all, God still defended him because greatness comes with serving consistently. Number six, serve without looking for title. Uh, some of us, the only reason why we serve is we want titles, we want awards, we want accolades, we want recognition. No, don't serve looking for title. Serve with joy, serve sacrificially like we said earlier on, without looking for anything in return. Without looking for anything, anything in return. You know, Joseph was not looking for anything in return in the house of Potiphar. He was not looking for anything in return in prison. In fact, what can you even get in return in prison? <laughs> But guess what? In every place where he found himself, he was serving. He was serving. And we saw the byproduct of that service because everywhere Joseph got to, he was great. Sincerely, everywhere. In Potiphar's house as a slave, he was great. He was made the ruler. In the prison, he was great. He was made the, the head. So everywhere, because what? He was always serving without looking for anything in return. Don't be like Ophni and Phineas. Who just serve like a dicically, do things on their own, any, anyhow that they want. Number seven, serve somebody. Serve somebody. The Bible talked about how Elisha poured water on the hands of Elijah. Who are you pouring water on their hands? Do you have someone you are serving? Consistently, you are there. Not because you, you may even be older than the person. All right. But if, for instance, if God has laid on your heart to serve someone, serve genuinely wholeheartedly be there be present be there be there serve somebody in fact if you are if you're listening to this right now and you don't have people you don't have someone in your life that god has laid on your heart to serve to help go and pray say father you know show me who to serve yes 
Show me who to serve. It's one of the core principles of the kingdom. All right. Submit. Who are you submitted to? Who are you accountable to? You know, like Ruth. Ah, Ruth said, anywhere you go, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. And that's, that's, that's what we're talking Serving somebody. Not like Gehazi. You know Gehazi? Uh, the servant of uh, Elisha. Who, who they asked to, you know, nobody sent him to do whatever. He went on his own mission by himself. And he ended up in, in trouble. You know. Be like that Shunammite woman. Ah, nobody said anything. In fact, it, the Bible did not record that Elijah at a, uh, Elisha at any point in time said, oh, please, I need a place to stay. No, 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 no. That Shunammite woman just saw a need in the life of Elisha. He said, ah, this prophet of God is always passing by. Every day. Passing by. Ah, she said, why don't we organize a room for him? Put a table and a chair there. So that this man of God does not necessarily have to make this journey every day. On some days, if he likes, he can just come in and rest. Does that not sound like doing too much? No, 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 no. That's not. The key to greatness is that you serve somebody. Especially somebody who is a servant of God, who is a child of God. Somebody that God has put ahead of you. Serve. Position yourself for service. Position yourself for service. Who are you going to... You know, give a chair to and a table to. Remember that widow of Sarifat as well. That Elijah went to. That God told God told Elijah to go to. The woman said, "Ah, we only have this small bread, small flour to make, and then we die." Ah, Elijah said, "Make mine first. Wow. Prophet Elijah, sir, did you not hear that this woman? That's what they have left to eat and die. Uh huh. <laughs> sometimes it sounds like God is mean, but sometimes you serve people and it looks like they don't even have regard for you or something like that. If God is asking you to stay there, serve, keep serving because there's something there. Amen. Number eight, serve as unto the Lord, not as unto man. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Serve as unto the Lord. Even if you're serving someone or you're serving in church or you're serving in your place of work, wherever you teach that God has called you to serve, Serve as you are doing it unto the King of Kings and unto the Lord of Lords. Because the Bible says, He, your God, that sees his secret will reward you openly. So people may not see you and recognize you and give you a word. You know, God has a way of rewarding you. Amen. Number 10, serve willingly, even when no one is looking. Don't be like Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira, you know, they knew that nobody knew how much they sold their land. So they went to Peter and said, ah, you know, they lied. You know, the husband and wife, both of them lied. Even though it was a dispensation of grace, Jesus had already died. But they did not meet mercy at home that day. They were slain to death. Serve willingly even when no one is looking. Give your best even when no one is looking. That's the meaning. Number 11, serve with your gifts and talents. Serve with the resources God has given to you. Gifts, talent, money, time. You know, serve with the resources God has given to you. And lastly, number 12. Serve with the little you have. The little you have. Even, Dr. Sam, I, you're talking about this service thing. I mean, I don't have a lot of skills. You have to serve someone. I don't have skills. <laughs> I don't have this. Whatever little it is that you have, serve with it. Uh, that's your key to greatness. That is your key to greatness. Serve with the little, the little that you have. 
You know, I remember when I, you know, when I moved to Auckland, you know, those days to the glory of God, I, I didn't, I didn't have too much. I didn't know much. I didn't even have money and all to give, you know, but I remember sometimes in my pastor's house, I would wash his car. I'll clean their house. The little I could do, that was all I could do. I didn't have money then to give. I didn't, you know, but I, I was doing that, you know, to the glory of God today, you know, I'm like a son to my pastor, you know, to my pastor, because those days were days of service. And to the glory of God, we are still serving today. I remember those days in, in our church, you know, as we, as we drive the church van, you go and pick people from the airport, <laughs> you know, and so on. And today I'm still doing some of the, that as well, too. You know, never be in a kind of a place where you are too big to serve. Never be too big to serve. Add that as number 13. Never be too big to serve. I hope that would help somebody. You know, 12 ways or 13 ways we can call it now to serve your way to greatness. Let me read this thing John Wesley wrote that touched me. All right, it says, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. Wow. I'm going to read that again. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. Wow. If you're going to be great, don't seek to be great. Just seek to do all the good you can, by all the means you can, to all the people you can, and so on. That's what I want to leave you with today. But I also realized something, that you cannot serve without loving, and you cannot love without giving, and you cannot give without caring. If you're going to serve your way to greatness, you must make sure that you are serving with love, and with genuine care for the people that God has called you to serve. If it's a group of people, if it's that one person, if it's your wife or your husband, if it's your children or your parents, whoever it is that you are called to serve, serve with love, serve with joy, serve with all of those things we talked about without seeking to get anything in return. In fact, one of the keys to greatness is to serve people that may never have the, the means to pay you back in their lifetime. That they, are, they, they, they can't give you anything for what you do for them. And that's what Jesus did for us. That's what God did for us. The Bible says, in that while we are yet sinners. <laughs> like, there's no even assurance that we're going, to be, we're going to give our life to God. But he paid it first, in advance. Remember last week I told you that greatness, you know, is paying the price in advance. In advance. You too, serve in advance. I hope this has helped somebody. If it has... Let me pray with you. Father Lord, we thank you for your word. Today we have learned the principles of greatness. We have also learned the ways to serve our way to greatness. Father Lord, I pray that every single soul that has heard this word, help us not to be hearers alone. Help us to be doers of your word. And as we do your word, help our lives to be transformed. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. 
I hope this has been a blessing to you. If it has, I want to hear from you. So send me an email to info at samuelekondayo.com. Hey, I hope this episode was a blessing to you. If it has blessed you, please do share it with your friends and family. If this is your first time on the Purpose Preacher podcast, kindly subscribe so you never get to miss another episode. I want you to read the show notes for this episode as well so you get to find out the steps you can take to literally take action on this episode that you have listened to. I believe this has been a blessing to you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.